What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode six of Dad College. My name is Cam, and I'm joined across the table by the one and only David Hogue. What's up? Uh, what is up? I don't know what's up. My stress level, maybe? Is, it? is your stress level high these yeah. days? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, and it's you good only, for me. And you only have one daughter. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's what all these gray hairs are about. Uh, well, I think I rival you in the gray hair category. Mm, no. No, I, all, I think I think all, we could put pictures online and. <laughs> well, well, my hair's not that long right now. Neither okay. is yours. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Fine, you win. You have more gray hair. <laughs> Jeez, silver fox, you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't even try and deny it. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're here. Episode six. We're back. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since episode five, but that's the plan with this show. It is a plan. And what's our topic for today, sir? Well, something that uh, you and I are both somewhat familiar with, as I joked there at the beginning, of being dads of daughters. So we're going to take a look at what maybe some of the different things that you experience over different phases of uh, having a little girl that you're responsible for as a dad and how that kind of changes as uh, they grow up and the relationship that the two of you have evolves. And I do want to say, if you're listening right now and you only have sons, please don't stop. Because I guarantee you that you have friends that have daughters or family members that have daughters, so you probably have nieces. Uh, or you will, potentially. Um, and it's always good to be able to, uh, though you, you yourself may not have any daughters, it, it'd be good if you could potentially better understand what your friend, brother, brother-in-law, cousin, you know, coworker who is raising daughters is going through. Yeah, and right? I, I also don't think it hurts to, um, as a dad of a boy, impart some wisdom to them in terms of who girls are and what they need to know about their potential mate, spouse, and uh, probably is a whole different episode at some point, but uh, I think there are probably some things that are applicable about this that as the dad of a little girl, a dad of a daughter that I would like dads of sons to know um, might come up, make an effort to make that come up towards the end. Okay. The end. <laughs> so they'll listen to I'm, the rest I'm, of it. I'm going to, oh yeah, ooh, very professional. <laughs> the teaser towards the end. This information could save your life. Oh, gosh. Tune in at 11. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. Yes, fear. All right. So uh, I have one daughter. And how old is your daughter? She's eight months old. Eight months. And she's awesome. She is awesome. She's very busy now. Not like with social engagements, but like (laughs) with... Playing with this toy, and then crawling to this toy, and then crawling underneath the table in the corner, and then sitting up and banging her head and wondering why am it I hurts. stuck in the corner? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, and and I do have the uh, the the honor of three three days a week I'm home with her during the day. My wife is off at work, and then I usually go work in the evenings at the coffee shop and with my um my social media consulting, <clears throat> printedmedia.co. And um, 
I got to see her crawl for the first time, which I don't know if I mentioned in the last episode because I don't think it had happened. I don't remember. Maybe I did. Uh, but like the first day I was home, she just started crawling. That's awesome. And again, I take no credit for that, but it was cool to be there and to see and be like, oh no, like everything has just changed. So she's eight months. She's she's grabbing, trying to rip my beard and chest hair out at every possible <laughs> option. Also, the animal fur from the dog and the cat. Oh, she's trying oh. to rip out. She's you know shoving everything in her mouth, which is an adventure. Um, but she's only eight months old. Your daughters are um, slightly older than her. A little bit older, yeah. Uh, Caroline is twenty. She'll be twenty-one in three months, less than three months. So yeah, she'll be twenty-one. And then Olivia is sixteen, and she's about sixteen and a half. She'll be starting her junior year of high school. She can be a junior. She can be a junior. Yep. Well, yeah, she can drive. I suppose that makes sense. Yep. She's a. She's getting so old. Uh, yeah. Well, she's a soccer player, and she is actually being approached by some of the smaller universities in the area about playing soccer, and that's pretty exciting for her. Yeah, I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I got cut from the soccer team. <laughs> Neither do I. All right. So. As the listener has already surmised, we are kind of you're 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 the wise one here, and no. I'm the one. Well, <laughs> compared to me, as far as you you have maybe. much more experience, you know, than I do. As far as you know, not only being a dad, but specifically being a dad to daughters uh, and having multiple of them, which I feel like uh, I will be as well. Just a hunch. <laughs> like I'm thinking, like four girls. Like oh. that's probably what's going to happen. Which is not a bad thing. I don't want it to sound like a bad thing, but. Just that number of kids seems intimidating, but hey, yeah, I want kids. So, um, so I'm gonna, you know, lean on you. But this is also like selfishly an episode that I wanted to record so I could have it as a resource <laughs> for myself going forward. Um, so I guess maybe I'll start with some of my the, the thoughts that I've had, um, the concerns that I have, you know, that sort of stuff, and maybe just kind of paint what I'm assuming is a pretty common perception of young dads with girls and maybe perhaps what they're thinking. And then we can, you know, go from there and Mm -hmm. we don't really have a whole lot of notes for this episode. We're just rolling with it, which is kind of what we always do. (laughs) That's the norm anymore. So, all right. So my daughter is eight months. Um, and I realized that, you know, a lot of the things that dads immediately or people immediately, you know, would assume that dads would be um, concerned about is, like, you know, when girls are teenagers. Because teenage boys are the worst. Yes, they are. Oh, well, they're second to adult men who never grow up. They're the actual <laughs> worst. Because um, at least when you're, like, 14, you're like, well, he's only 14. But hopefully he'll grow up at some point. And sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And they're the worst. Um but I'm not really like concerned about that sort of stuff yet. You know, if she continues to look like her mother, I will be, (laughs) you know, at at those stages of life. But no, I do think she is a good combination of the two of you. Like you're right. She does have your wife's beauty, but I look at her and I'm like, I see cam. I mean like, well, she does have a big head, <laughs> but luckily for her, it's quite round. Mine it is, is, see, mine is very square. Yeah, see, I would describe. I would. I would assume she has a round head. Yeah, so. it's very round. Uh, and and you know, thank God that we live in a time where C sections are pretty easy, and it was just 
and she was out, and my wife did not have to handle passing a yeah. a Cameron sized head. <sighs> Anyways, um, but I'm not really like concerned about that stuff yet. Like that to me is so far down the road that it really doesn't even like I don't ever think about it because she still only has four teeth and like. You know what I mean? Like, she's still a very tiny baby. Mm-hmm. But, like, some of my concerns are, in, and we've mentioned this either on this show or the Masterclass, but, like, kids are always watching. Absolutely. And I know that she's only eight months old, and she probably won't ever remember anything from these times, but I feel like her subconscious and kind of, like, who she is is being built right now based on her experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and so I want her... The things I'm concerned about is I want her experiences with me to be positive. Yep. Um, but I also want my experiences with her to be the I have what's best for you. To the best of my ability, I have what's best for you in mind. And sometimes that'll be discipline. And sometimes that'll be tough love. But hopefully a lot of the time it's happy and fun. But life can't always be like that. Sure. And so because she's getting so um curious and has the ability to crawl and or walk with the, if she's like on the couch or the table she can walk she's getting very curious and she's starting to get into things that we didn't think she could get into and that's not mm-hmm. bad stuff it's just like oh meredith left the magazine out and the magazine is just torn to shreds yeah uh and half of it's soggy because she tried to eat it you know or she's going after the dogs and the dogs don't want anything to do with it like they'll bark and, and nip at her which is mm-hmm. you know not good and so i've started to be a little more stern with her in the sense of saying, Kennedy, no, that's not okay. And she kind of looks at me like, <laughs> what's your problem? Like she can't, you know, but she looks at me like, oh, why are you not laughing or singing silly songs? Or, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm usually, when we're around, we're, we're laughing, we're playing, you know, with her toys and, you know, tickling her and, and having a good time. But like, I'll be like, Kennedy, no. And then I'm like, oh my, I'm talking to her like she's a dog. <laughs> Bad Kennedy. <laughs> but that's my experience. And so I guess... This is really far more long-winded than I anticipated. My concerns as of now are that I am building her base understanding of our relationship to be a healthy one, Mm -hmm. you know, with love and care, but also with, you know, discipline and sternness when necessary. Um, I'm also concerned about how she perceives Meredith and me in Mm -hmm. our relationship um, so like a lot of external stuff, I guess, as, as my concerns now, like as she gets older, I'll start to be concerned about like, how is she going to do in school? Is she going to make friends? You know, that sort of stuff. But yeah. I guess my, my concerns now are more big picture. Like what kind of person are we building mm-hmm. here? You know, what, what are we doing now that is going to hopefully benefit her in the long run as far as like what her character is, what her expectations of other people and the world are, um, so that's I'm kind of like sitting on the outside of like the the big questions of like character and worldview and treating people and what she expects from me and her mom. Uh, and then you know as she gets older, I'll start to stress about you know the other, I think more finite or time sensitive issues. Yeah, you know, because you're not in school for that long. No, teenage boys are only around for a few years. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm coming at this whole thing from is like I I I'm I'm helping form this baby into a human being. Mm-hmm. She's I, she's a human being. I get it. But like 
she's an infant. I'm helping form her into a person, and I just my concerns are that I don't screw that up. Yeah, and I am a little bit of the opinion that it's it's kind of hard to screw kids up, uh, especially when they're little. Um, I would I would encourage uh, dads to be exactly just who they are when it comes to their kids, and don't feel like you have to be somebody different. Um, kids uh, are pretty good at at telling when when you're being genuine. Um, play with your kids, you know, meet their basic needs, and I think you'll go a long way with that. And one of the things I discovered uh, in terms of, of being a dad was um, I'm a fairly uh, physical person in terms of how I relate to other people. I, I, my personal love language is touch. And so um, when I had Caroline, my oldest daughter, um, you know, I would wrestle with her. I would I would play rough with her, and I genuinely don't believe, for me personally, I treated her any differently, whether she was a boy or a girl. But I quickly started to figure out that she was a girl. Like, she did not like to roughhouse. She did not like to be thrown in the air. She did not like to do a lot of the things that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of naturally to me were like, ah, but this kid likes this, and... <laughs> And then she didn't, and she, you know, it it became pretty clear that she liked to kind of uh, play princess and dress up and was very much a girly girl. And so there was kind of this mental shift for me of like, wow, girls really are different. I need to treat them differently. Now, um, as she's gotten older, I would say with Caroline, um, one of her love language is quality time. and then Olivia came along. And initially, I started teach, treating Olivia the same way I treated Carol, or how I learned to kind of treat Caroline in terms of she's a girl, she's dainty, she doesn't like this kind of stuff. And it's not Olivia. It, yeah, it became <laughs> clear to me that Olivia also, her love language ended up was touch. And she liked to roughhouse. And so there's pictures of me like, you know, like holding her upside down and holding her like in a, a headlock and, and, you know, just doing all these kinds of things. And again, that's why I would just say to dads, be who you are, but kind of pay attention to who your kids are because they're going to tell you what they like and what they don't like. And I have two girls and they are totally different than each other. Uh, Caroline is is much more of a girly girl. Olivia is much more uh, of a tomboy. Although I think she's outgrowing that as she becomes a teenager and is becoming, you know, likes wearing the dresses, likes wearing makeup, like looks likes being pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, not that those things didn't. Well, uh, they just weren't as important to her when she was little. Um. So. I think my my advice, my experience has just been be who you are, but pay attention to who they are. And if you're present with them and you're engaged with them, you're going to be way down the road. Um, as com- You know, just being present, 
I, I think is the biggest thing in, in playing with your kids and or your girls, you're figuring out what it is that they like to play and doing what it is that they like, even if it's not completely natural, um, to you. Um, but even as I, even as those words are coming out of my mouth, there's kind of this element of, at least for me, I just kind of that realization of this is my daughter. I want to do what she wants to do. And what you would never dream you would be doing, you find yourself doing because that's what they want to do. <laughs> How many times were your nails painted? You know, not that often. That was not, <laughs> my girls were not big into the wanting to paint my nails. So, and truly, I was more than happy to do that, but neither one of them really wanted to do that. Well, Kennedy loves to roughhouse. So that's, that's good. Yeah. I hold her upside down all the time, and Meredith is like, she hates that. I'm like, then why is she laughing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's got the biggest grin on her face right now. Yeah. She loves it. Well, good. So, I guess, what are some of the things that you want to share as far? Because, obviously, you've got, you know, adult girls now, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Or darn near close to it, in Olivia's case. Um, but what are what are some things that that you want to share that I have yet to discover in my very early fatherhood days? Uh, you know, one of the, the discoveries that I think I just found, and this was, was true for both of my girls, and I don't know if this was unique to them or if it was, um, I, you hear about the terrible twos. I think three was worse than two. That's what I hear from a lot of people. Oh, really? Yeah. Three has, was for us the, the 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 time when um you know they start saying why um caroline was not so much why but she would say what's that a lot which i think in some ways was her why she just said what's that um but i i i remember with both of my girls kind of having those moments of uh you actually understand me and I understand you and we're communicating with each other. And it really was kind of around that two year old kind of, you know, 18 months to two years. And I don't know, maybe the novelty of it just wore off by the time that they were three. (laughs) And so I thought the threes were, uh, worse than two. Uh, but that for me was kind of a, a a big thing was was being able to engage my children mm-hmm. and you know know who they were and what they were doing and uh every kid is different uh even amongst siblings um so just cuz something worked with one kid doesn't mean it it won't work with the other i think there's one of the best things you can do truly when they're young is is let them be who they're going to be and um, instill the things like say please, say thank you, be polite, uh, know when to be goofy and silly, and know when to shut up and, and be polite. Um, know, um, you know, uh, big thing for me with my kids, I, I really, my biggest rule with them was, was always tell me the truth. And uh, I tried to instill with my daughters, the ability to have a conversation about just about anything. I get not everybody is that way and not everybody is comfortable with that. But uh, I think one of the ways that 
um, you navigate the teenage years, uh, the hormones and all that kind of stuff is that early on you kind of set the tone of we can talk about anything. And my girls have frequently commented to me that their friends have said, you talk about that with your dad. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, we, we talk about our dad with that. Uh, I was one that had the sex talk with both the girls. My wife was not, I don't think present. She definitely wasn't present for Olivia. I don't remember it with Caroline, to be honest. Um, but you're, you're setting that stage of um, teaching your daughters that men should be able to communicate with them and that the expectation that men should be able to have difficult conversations with them, that men should be able to talk about uh, girly things uh, with them. Um, and it's going to be awkward. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not pretending like it's not awkward. I'm not pretending that you should be comfortable with those conversations. But I, I think if I could give dads of daughters any piece of advice, it would be learn to communicate with your daughters uh, fairly early on and learn to talk about... Um, well, I'm going to say a word that's going to shock some people. Learn to say vagina. Because guess what? Your girls have a vagina. And uh, you don't need to be crude about it. You don't need to be coarse about it. But uh, that word should never be something that is a dirty word for your daughter. Uh, l- learn to talk about things that girls talk about. Doesn't mean you have to be good at it. Doesn't mean you have to do it all the time. Um, but, but by but by you being and this is kind of just a philosophy, a theory. So far, it's panned out for me. I think by you learning to be uncomfortable when they're younger, you have created an environment where they can be uncomfortable when they're older, and it really matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I was just thinking about this the other day. Of, I was talking to someone about stand-up comedy at the coffee shop. Um, and as it, in that's something that happens or something that should happen. And no, as it, like, I'm, I'm trying to replay the conversation. So like, someone's like, Oh, are they clean or dirty? Ah, uh, okay. And I'm like, and I like, I really thought about it. I was like, why is sexual humor considered dirty? Like, what are we really saying about sex? Yeah. Where even in a place like stand up comedy where anything is, available that like oh if he makes sexual jokes he's a dirty comic like it's some bad like how do you think you got here yeah your parents had sex probably a lot yeah um and so you you even bringing that up is just like yeah do i want do i want my daughter or daughters or if you know if i if i ever have sons to feel like it's taboo to even talk about that stuff you know what I mean? And then, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it's like, it's in a category of, for me, like, the things that in, in my kids, I want to be able to talk about openly, because that really wasn't how it was in my house growing up. Like, it my wasn't dad, mine my, either. My dad came up while I was watching Mighty Ducks, and I'll have you know, I had a Mighty Ducks bedroom. 
wallpaper, color scheme, comforter. Like Mighty Ducks was it for me when I was, you know, like 10 or 11, 12, like that era. It was, I loved it. Okay. You know, the little, how the, the, the storyline is about the neighborhood boundaries and the kid uh-huh. was not in Minneapolis in the mm-hmm. suburb. The suburb with the rich kids. And cake eater, yeah. The cake Adam eaters Banks. in Edina. Yep. That's where Caroline was born, was Edina, oh, Minnesota. I'm start calling her cake eater. She, she is a cake eater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed that you know that. Oh, so. I told you it was <laughs> you like live for- Mighty Ducks. Y- yeah. I, we played street hockey. I was the knuckle puck kid. Like, <laughs> let's go. Um, and he came up while I was watching Mighty Ducks afterwards or towards the end sat through like 20 minutes of it and then gave me the sex talk and completely ruined mighty ducks for me just like well i'm never watching this movie again (laughs) and it was like if you know my dad you can only imagine how awkward and far too informative it was oh yeah yeah and that's true too you don't need to go yeah, terribly. he likes. Oh, I, I'm like, no, oh, it makes me so uncomfortable to even think about. But like, there was never like, like open discussion about it. Mm-hmm. It was like, it happens. It's lovely, but let's not talk about it. You know. And there's a lot of kids that grow up in Christian homes where it's like, you know, it's dirty to talk about. It's dirty to joke about. It's it's uncomfortable to call it a penis or a vagina, and so you have to call it the slang terms, which is just like. If you just get that crap out of the way, mm-hmm. this is what it's called. This is how it works. Wait till you're married. If you have questions, let me know. But not putting a taboo on it. Because guess what? Hopefully, you know, our daughters get married to lovely men and they have a very happy marriage. Yep. And part of that is making babies. Yep. And you don't want to unnecessarily cause your kids to feel weird or wrong or dirty for doing something that's totally okay and encouraged. Yep. And, and you know as I mean? awkward as it is, dads, you got to set that example for your little girls. Not, there's no hurry to do this. I, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, Cam in a couple of years, you need to have Kennedy sit down and, but you need to learn to have those conversations. You need to learn um, to be quite candid. I remember buying tampons. I remember buying feminine products for my daughters and being their hero because I was willing in the middle of the night, well, late in the evening to go to the local pharmacy and pick up a package of tampons knowing full well that that was the only thing that I was going to buy. (laughs) And my girls were like, that doesn't bother you? And I was like, not in the least. And they were like, well, why not? And I'm like, because it's for my little girl that needs it. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed by making sure you have what you need. Your mom can stay home here with you while you're dealing with cramps and all the, the garbage that you're dealing with, but. I will gladly go do that for you. And I, it, I, I guess that's, I it just learn to be uncomfortable because you will help your daughter have that expectation in her husband to be able to, to, to communicate with her. And I think you even hit on this a little bit earlier in terms of uh, grown men who aren't mature 
is you know I've told my I've I've told my daughters, um, your expectation is to marry a man. It's not to marry a boy. And how old somebody is doesn't have anything to do with whether they're a man or they're a boy. Yeah. Other than you need to to allow a 14-year-old boy to act like a 14-year-old boy, a 17-year-old boy to act like a 17-year-old boy. Um, brain mature somewhere around 25 uh, for the male side of our species. And uh, at some point, we hopefully start becoming men versus boys. And I think one of the ways you help your daughter understand the difference between a man and a boy is by being a man yourself. And that's not about, well, I'll try not to go on a soapbox rant here of, but it, but it's about modeling Christ. It's it's about being who God created you to be. It is about being loving. It's about being nurturing, and it's about being mature. Uh, obviously, sex is a part of it, as we've already talked about, but it doesn't define you. Uh, I think we have a, a an obligation to be a leader uh, in our families. It uh, doesn't mean that sometimes we don't follow. doesn't mean sometimes we don't submit uh, to what our wife wants to have happen. Um, last week, I, I, I felt like uh, I was scolding a little bit in terms of we're failing when it comes to adoption and foster care. And um, another thing I'm passionate about is just being godly men. And it's not about being overly masculine, overly macho. Uh, it truly is about reflecting Christ and loving women the way they deserve to be loved. Um, easier said than done. Not saying I'm a perfect example of that or even a remotely a acceptable example, but um, it's something we should strive for. Um, because if we do that for our daughters, I just I, I believe that down the road when they're beginning their adult lives, uh, they're going to be ahead of the game if we can do that for them. Yeah. And so I guess that gets back kind of in a way to what I was saying at the beginning of like what my major concerns are. Absolutely. Like I'm worried about that stuff right. now because when she's 20, right. or 25, or 30, I don't want what I do or don't do in these formative years to put her at a disadvantage because you know she has issues with certain things because of and i'm not concerned that's going to happen because no. my wife is a, is a lovely person and i think i'm going to be a really good dad i just think i i think it's something that i'm going to do well at um i don't know why but you know everything else in my life is <laughs> kind of you know not gone as I would have hoped as far as like career stuff. I should say career stuff hasn't gone as I'd hoped. I married a wonderful woman. I have a wonderful family. Uh, that's all gone aces. It's, it's the career side of things, you know, um, that has been a little interesting and not quite what I would have ever guessed would have happened. Um, but like when I think about being a dad, I don't have any of those fears. Like I didn't when she was pregnant. I didn't during the birthing process. Like she's like, all right, 
this is this is what it's about. Um, and that certainly does not mean that I won't screw up and I won't have to, you know, beg for forgiveness and undo damage that's been done. Um, but that's, you know, that's just part of being human. But yeah, my, I think what you said and, and what my concerns are, are, you know, it's kind of the goal is to make sure that when your, in this case, daughter goes out on their own, that you have done your best to model manhood, marriage, and healthy female-male relationships, you know? Because I want my daughters to be able to have guys that are friends. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the the only relationship they have with a man should not be romantic. Like, they should be able to have friends of the opposite sex that they can just be friendly with, and there's no concern or pressure that it's anything other than just friendship. And I think that that in itself shows two healthy individuals that I can be a friend with someone of the opposite sex. They can be a friend with me. And there's never any concern that one of us is thinking anything else other than I just like you. You're cool. Let's, let's be friends, you know? So I don't know. That's, that's my rebuttal. Not really rebuttal. We're not arguing, but that's my, you know, my two cents. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say before I remind you of that question that you no, had at the good. beginning of the show? Okay. Uh, I'm supposed to ask Dave about dads raising sons and what they should know about how, um, their son should treat girls, women, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and actually I think, um, really it's kind of one of those things where for any dad of a son, just remember what it was like to be a teenage boy. Remember what it was like uh, to be in college. What it, remember what it was like because, one, unless you had just a completely awesome dad, you probably were very confused about what to do and how to do it. And, and I mean, I'm talking about just being friends with a girl. I'm talking about introducing yourself to a girl. I'm talking about how to treat her. I'm talking about... um when you are interested in a girl and you want to let her know you're interested. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think the big thing is that, um, it is okay for boys to be boys, but if you're the dad of a boy, you need to help him understand that he needs to become a man and needs to make that transition. And, um, as a dad of, of girls, when, when she is looking at who to spend time with, um, the last thing that Cam just said I think is huge is if she's got a guy friend and it's clear that she likes him more than just a friend, but that relationship can start as a friend and they can maintain that for a while, that's awesome. And um, I'll, I'll actually say that that's what I've seen with Olivia and her at a as a 16 year old and her boyfriend Trenton is um they were friends uh for a long time and i think that just speaks volumes to his family of uh Trenton knew how to be a friend to a girl and so i think you are spot on with I, and really we didn't even plan this i mean and this is like genuinely as i'm sitting here thinking about this i'm actually getting a little bit like uh, uh, in that, um, 
a boy, and when I say boy, I mean a teenager who knows how to be friends with a girl, particularly a girl who he is interested in being a girlfriend, is going to win that girl over (laughs) far better than just about anybody else. Mm -hmm. And, and even, you know what, even if it just maintains that friend level, um, that's okay. I know it's probably not going to be easy for that teenage boy to just maintain the friend. Um, but it's going to benefit him in, in the long run when he does end up finding that one, uh, that he's going to marry. Uh, because quite honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why affairs happen. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why men get accused of sexual harassment is they never learned how to be friends with women. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I didn't expect this, but I, I think that's probably that 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 actually is just spot on with my advice to dad of boys is teach your son how to be a friend to a girl. Teach your son how to be a friend to women. Um, maybe easier said than done again. Maybe you don't totally know <laughs> what that looks like. Uh, well, but I think it helps if you as the dad have friends that are female. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you teach the boundary of like, okay, I'm a married man. I'm not going to go hang out with another woman by myself. That's probably not, you know, a good idea, nor does it look good. But having other women in the house that are friend that you are friendly with, that you can joke with, that you can have serious conversations with, mm-hmm. that you can show friendly affection for a hug, a fun high five, like showing concern for when they're emotionally, you know, down. And if you can model that, I mean, that's really the best way to do anything for your kid is to model it for them instead yeah. of just sort of the listen to what I say, not do, what I do. do what I say, yeah. not what I do. Um, is just model it for him. And so if you suck at having friendships with women, you got work to do. Yeah, figure that if out. If you want to model it for your kid and, and give your kid the option to have healthy relationships going forward. Yeah, and find find that guy that's in your life that can do it well and watch him, observe him, maybe even ask questions because um, I certainly think that's we need to be able to do that. And... Um, Jesus models it. I mean, that's that's one of the things that Jesus did that uh, I think people don't always see in Christianity is Jesus changed the status of women and children in his culture and elevated their status. And anywhere that Christianity goes in the world in terms of being taken there by missionaries, uh, the status of women and children improves and i think that speaks to who god is and who our heavenly father is and who our you know our savior is so yeah one quick thing i do want to add um before we we hit stop on this episode is i also want to encourage dads to help their boys and their daughters understand that you can't treat girls like you treat boys and by this, I mean not that, you know, like guys like to bust each other's balls a lot. Make fun of them, be sarcastic, 
kind of, you know, put each other down and sort of like, oh, oh, oh gotcha, real good. And like, I see this from teenagers to like girls, and the girls are like, what the, like, why are you such a jerk? Oh, I was just kidding. Well, they're, you know, yeah, not all, you know, but blanket statement, women tend to be more emotionally in touch <laughs> than men do. And there are obviously examples where that's not the case, where, you know, you've got a very emotionally in touch men and very non-emotionally in touch women. But for the most part, it tends to be guys shrug things off a lot easier or even find it an odd way of complimenting someone by making fun of them. And like, I see this with like college age kids where the dudes are like totally ragging on these girls. And I'm like, how do you think that's going to end up? You know, I, what, what, what in your brain or experience says by making fun of this girl for something that she's probably very sensitive about, how is that going to end well for you? Or for her, you know? And so I guess the one, that's a thing I see a lot nowadays with like teenagers and college kids. It's like, they just don't understand. That's not how you talk to a girl. If you want any reaction other than a bad ending. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Uh, and I'm just like, it just blows my mind that they think that's a way to get a girl to like you. I'm like, that's what you do when you're in third grade is you make fun of the girl that you actually like because mm-hmm. you're an eight-year-old and you don't know how to handle it. Yeah. But when you're 18 or 20 and you still act that way, it just makes me mad. Like I see it at the coffee shop sometimes, either like with coworkers or with um, customers. I'm like, you're lucky my daughter's not here right now. <laughs> I'd, yeah. uh, I'd sit you down for a little chit-chat. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I think you're definitely right. Um, guys, you need to learn to compliment girls. Compliments go a long way. Uh, they I don't, mean, that's they don't true, but be... let's just start with stop making fun of them. And like, right. Ugh, just like your initial like interaction with the girl is like, <laughs> just, just never mind. But I, but I guarantee that just telling a, a young lady, hey, I like your hair. You smell nice. You look pretty. I like your dress. It goes a long way. and. You know, it's okay to just say that to 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 uh, girls who you're not interested in. Just just being polite, being pol- courteous, and that's that's one of the things too. I would just encourage guys to do hold the girl hold the door uh, for a lady. You know, learn to do the little things of letting girls go first, and don't say anything. You know, ladies first. Just do or it. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> You know, and even as I'm saying these things, I'm like, yeah, I probably could be better at this too. So <laughs> chivalry's not older, dead. Chivalry so is not it, dead. No, nor should it be. All right. I got a little little preachy there at the end. I'm sorry. It's quite all right. Just bothers me when I see that. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for episode six of Dad College. You can. Um, we don't really have any show notes for this episode. I don't think so. So, well, but if you want to get our Twitter or email, you can go to supermegacorp.net slash college slash 06, and we'll have Dave's Twitter, my Twitter, our email. Um, so if you want to get in contact with, uh, you know, discussing anything we said, or if you have questions that you'd like us to answer, or if you just want to tell us that we're dumb and don't know what we're talking about, you can do that too, because we're grown men. We can handle it. That would be great. <laughs> so that's it. Get in touch. We'll talk, and we'll be back next time. Bye. Bye.